And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thanks for joining me. Had a tremendous chat last show with Senior Pastor Philip DeCourcy of Kindred Community Church and Know the Truth Ministries. We do the American Unrest series. We have a feature on it about once a year because America is under fire. And I don't care what side of the political spectrum you happen to fall on. This is about making sure that we don't lose America. And I believe that we are losing America. So many issues across the table. We ta- we tackled them last week on the show. We got some great biblical responses and perspective from Senior Pastor Philip DeCourcy. And I always send my interviews to one of my other favorite guests on the show, Dr. Marina Hoffman. And she's author of Women in the Bible, Small Group Bible Study. And you can get that at womeninthebible.info. And now I'm going to pick her brain about what she thought about last week's interview, because I know she's got some interesting perspective. And then we're going to get into another realm of discussion as well. Marina, welcome back to the show. Good to talk to you as always. Oh, thanks so much, Noah. I love your show. Well, I'm glad that you've been following the March for Freedom. You and I are both big advocates of making sure we stand up for this country while we still can. And that's why another reason I do the American Unrest series, and I know you've listened to that with Senior Pastor Philip DeCourcy, what we started off with last week on the show was this new normal, getting back to normal. And I know you hear it out there in the mainstream, we have gotten back to normal for the most part. I don't quite see it that way. There are things that have been slowly released, but our freedoms are still very much under fire two years later. And the Bible doesn't simply want us to sit back and just eventually let things get back to the way they were. The Bible wants us to take action, no? Oh, absolutely. And you know what? I think you bring up a powerful question when you ask, are we really getting back to normal? So there's the legal side of it. Are we legally allowed to remove our mask? But Noah, when I go to the, these children's locations with my daughter, even outdoor parks, I can't tell you how many kids in South Florida, and we've been free for how long, they're still wearing masks. And the mother might, you know, or the father might mumble, you know, you can take off the mask if you want. And they just run off and leave it on. So Noah, my fear is not only the political side that we can never let government overreach like this again, but that we need to find our normal and our value within ourselves and start acting like that and de-mask, not just outwardly, but to change and to say, we're not going to allow us ever again to be masked and to be separated from one another and to be isolated like we experienced these last two years. You bring up an excellent point and something that Pastor Philip brought up last week on the show was that's where it's about getting the right people in office. And while I do agree with that and our vote does matter, at least at this time, if they get what they want up in Washington, that's not going to matter ever again. But it still does matter. But you have to follow the right people. And that doesn't mean just a Republican. No, people that are God-fearing Americans that want to get back to the gospel, the Constitution, to take this country forward. And as you just said, if it's more than just the election as well, we need to. There's been so much, Marina, psychological damage, I believe, to the American people. Oh, you can take your mask off, but people don't take their mask off. Oh, your business can go back to not checking for, you know, masks or if people are vaccinated, but businesses are still doing it. There has been something deeply scarring to this country over the last two years, and we need to repair that as well. 
that's right. And, you know, it's not, as you say, no, I strongly agree. It's not only about getting the right candidates in power, but we have to constantly be making sure that our voices are heard and that our presence is known. Because even the best of leaders are under constant and incredible pressure to become corrupt, to become complacent, and to disregard any sense of accountability. So it's not only who's in leadership, who's coming up, but even the people we like to constantly be in their court and saying, are you defending the Constitution? Are you working for the people? Are you listening to the people? Yeah, and that's the key right there. You just hit the nail right on the head. Are you listening to the people? I hear certain politicians say, and I'm not going to name names because it doesn't matter. They're on both sides. We represent the people. But then they hear the outcry of the people that are outraged at all of these mandates going on across America and nothing changes and they don't stand up for what we're asking for. They don't represent the people at the end of the day. If these actions aren't being put into taking this country back, they need to get out of the way for somebody that is actually going to do that for us. That's right. And we have every right. And we need to always remember we have a right to be heard, whether we're the majority or whether we're, we are a minority on an issue. We have a right to be represented. We have a right to make our voices known. And I think always remembering, even in the issue of freedom, so many times one person's freedom takes away the freedom from others. And I think, for example, of my own little daughter, three years old, her freedom to be in a bathroom situation where she feels safe. And so whatever rights we give other people, we always need to be still defending our own rights. That's right, because eventually there's going to come a point where you haven't maybe stood up as much as you should have. And those rights aren't going to exist anymore. I never want to get a place in this country where people are in a violent way having to take their freedoms back because they just didn't stand up when they still could before this country is gone. We need to be able to just make sure we're speaking up now. That's what it's all about, Marina. And the division is so thick it's liberal versus conservative, mask versus no max, mask, vax versus the unvaxxed. And I think they want it that way. They want this division. I don't think it's quite as deep as they would like, but it is definitely there. It has definitely taken two years to get us to the point where this country is at the tipping point. So I ask you directly, as I asked Pastor Philip last week, uh, how do we restore this country? How do we get back to the place where we are a united people without all this fake unity that they're talking about, which involves other things we won't get to. Well, Noah, I think we need to ask ourselves, what will unify us? And for me as a person of faith and my belief and my daily walk that everyone around me is made in God's image. And for those who are people of faith, that we are one in Christ and that truly my actions need to reflect that everything else comes far second to that. So when I see a person, I'm not concerned about how tall they are, the color of the hair, the color of their skin. I day by day desire to always be most concerned about the condition of their heart. And that's how I relate to them. I don't choose a friend based on skin color, any of these issues that can divide, right? We choose people to be in our life. We love them. We care about their soul. And if we're far more concerned about their soul as people of faith, issues like racism, these will not exist if we focus on the fact that we are one in Christ. But I think the culture is constantly saying, don't look at the inward disregard faith, disregard spirituality, and only look at the outside. And you know, it 
it is destroying our young people because they are so immersed in comparison and they don't compare their inward qualities. They're not trying to be more only the outward next person. It's all outward and they're depressed and they're anxious. And if we can pull our kids away from that outward focus back to who we are made in Christ and made in God's image, I think that's healing for the world and healing for the divisions in America. Wow. Totally didn't expect to go here, but you bring up an excellent point. And this is why reason number one, I don't watch it. I'm not saying there is not a good reality TV show out there overall. This is why I do not watch reality TV. For the most part, it focuses on so many things on the outside of what we should be focused on. And our young people soak that in, compare themselves to these people, to these mega stars, and expect that this is what I need to be able to look up to. This is what I need to aspire to be. And they lose a lot of the inside and the spiritual qualities along the way. Yes, no one. Every single item you're saying today is so highly connected. And there's just this push to be to live outside of ourselves, to focus on the outside, to focus on the lives of others. And I think there's almost a blindness to how empty and shallow that is, because the more we immerse ourselves in culture, the less we are human, the less we are made in God's image in the sense of our actions, of course, not our intrinsic value. So Noah, in order to push back against that myself, I'm constantly asking myself, what can I do today with my three-year-old daughter? that is very human and even touch physical contact is so important and even in that the last two years we've moved away where we can't even stand beside someone we need to give that six feet and how horribly dehumanizing that is so how are we going to push against it we need to fill the hole instead of watching our reality tv shows Fill that gap in our life and spend that time doing truly human things bonding and you know i say the example noah even to move away from constantly emailing and texting a person to actually picking up the phone and calling them. And I even think with you, you know, we talk about the show coming up, we can text, but how nice is it when we take 10 minutes to actually connect on the phone leaves me at the end of the day feeling that I've had a true human experience. Oh, I agree. We get lost in a lot of these technology upgrades and we think that we're constantly connected to people, but nothing replaces one-on-one human-to-human conversation, whether it's directly on the phone, you're hearing the other person's voice, or even if you're you know, video calling somebody, that's even better, or person-to-person, you're actually physically in the same room with somebody. Heaven forbid you might spread germs. We've been spreading germs since the beginning of time. But I agree with you, and that's been lost in the last two years, and it's something that we definitely need to get back. Noah here and across the county, Dr. Marina Hoffman is my guest, and she's author of Women in the Bible, Small Group Bible Study. You can get that at womeninthebible.info. Find out so much more about her. One of my favorite parts, Marina, from last week's conversation with Pastor Philip was we talked about biblical revival in America and how do we get there. Now, there isn't a particular formula, as Pastor Philip said. It has to be something that actually comes from God. But he, again, as you and I talk about, wants us to take action. And that's why I've done things like on my very own show, brought a dedicated prayer time once a month into across the county where we can pray for the nation as a whole. It's things like that that are going to help us get this nation back How do you see us getting biblical revival to a new high here in America? I truly believe in my heart of hearts, it is the only thing that's going to get this country back. 
know what? I'll be transparent with you and say that growing up in my church background, there was such a push to dream big and to think of something miraculous and bigger than life that you were going to do and millions of people would come to Christ. And you know what? The older I get and the more I read scripture, the more I I doubt that that's God's plan for our life. Maybe a very tiny few people, Billy Graham, of course, I think we will bring revival to this country by bringing revival to ourselves and then to the people we love and live with, our spouse, our children, our next door neighbor, walking past our property to say hello, people in our church and our community of work, wherever the places are that we interact with people. It's in the little things day by day. It's in the small words and the ordinary acts. And I think God calls us to do spectacular things sometimes. But Noah, in my life, it is so often a usual ordinary act and yet it takes courage because it's incredibly countercultural. And even demasking. Imagine, you know, even months ago when everyone was wearing a mask, the simple act of showing your face, which we've been doing for all of humanity, suddenly became an extraordinary bold act. And I think if we can relate that to our day to day, how can I be Christ? in my words and my actions to the people around me, that draws attention and it's contagious, Noah, because people see us breaking the flow of culture. You know, you talk about being in the same room as someone, right? Saying, hey, can I give you a hug? Can I pray for you? Very normal things, except culture tries to shut that down. I think doing the normal things of life, the ordinary things God is calling us to is what will bring about revival. I agree 100%. I I think it's all connected, and I'm not trying to discount anything that you're saying, but I also think uh, I have always believed in my heart everything starts with prayer. You know, if you want something in your life, if you want God to be able to hear what's on your heart, you need to pray about it. But we also need to reflect Christ, and that starts with our families. And if you can do that and people see you do that, extended family, people when you're around your friends, that's where it also cascades even further and you can really have such a powerful impact. And again, it's something as simple as, you know, you walk into a grocery store and you don't wear a mask. Yeah. So much more to unpack with Dr. Marina Hoffman. And there's lots of people hurting out there. Marina, obviously we're all feeling the uh, rise at the pump and it's an easy solution, but we're not going to get into that right now. And the inflation, I think it's self-made and it's very, very stressful. Uh, what are your thoughts? What are your words of advice maybe that come from scripture that have people not worry? Because I know a lot of people are really feeling the stress of finances right now. Absolutely. You know, I love that you talk about prayer, Noah. And I think, again, let's bring that point to front and center, starting every day with the word of prayer and asking God to intervene. And I think the beauty of prayer is not just the power of prayer to create change and to ask God to do amazing things in our life, but it makes us self-aware. So when we pray, Lord, help me to be a better person, I think it impacts our day. We go about trying to be that better person, trying to look for opportunities to impact others. But this is the time that we are facing, many of us, impossible situations. I mean, prices are soaring, and then we're trying to get our kids out of school, many of us, so how can we possibly go down to a one-income family? In all these struggles, I know that God is going to make a way, and I think just pausing and saying, what are all the times that God moved in my life and 
almost supernatural ways where I didn't see a way forward, but God opened the door. These are the times we're living in that our need is great. So our trust in God must be great. And the beauty of the situation that we're in, Noah, is that when we have great needs, God works greatly. And in in scripture, you see all these great miracles, right? The deliverance of Israel. Well, what happened in the midst of that deliverance? They were enslaved in Egypt. So I think just realizing and saying, yes, God, we're in bad times and please work mightily in our life. Give us a powerful testimony of who you are that we can then share with others. I agree. A couple of questions. I know we're not going to get to everything, which is why we're going to have Dr. Marina Hoffman back on the show because she's amazing and has so much to say. I'd like to get your overall thoughts. You heard the chat last week with Pastor Philip DeCourcy. What I took away from it was so much, but I'll sum it up in what he said at the end of the conversation, something that he heard uh, that he believed that we should nestle, not wrestle. And it's actually a very deep thought. It sounds cute, but it's spot on. Tell me something you learned from last week's chat that I had with senior pastor Philip DeCourcy and something that really touched you. You know, I think that for me, I'm a Canadian. So to hear him talk so highly about America having not been born here, I think that's one of the beautiful aspects of America that I really resonated with. And I've only been here almost seven years now, but I think it reminded me of God's call on all of us to be Christ and to make a difference and to stand up for freedom and truth wherever God has placed us. So I'm here in South Florida. My daughter's not in school, but we certainly are in public all the time interacting with people. And my prayer, Noah, that that your guest really inspired me to do is to keep saying, Lord, where you've planted me right now today and the people I will encounter, help me not to take that lightly, but help me to make an impact and to somehow bless them and inspire them to freedom through my own actions of being free, which I am free at all times in Christ. And may I never forget that some, that no one can take that away from me. Nobody can take it away from you. I always say, don't look at things from the right. Don't look at things from the left. Look at it top center and you're mm-hmm. always going to be okay. I loved what you learned from last week's conversation, but that is really what it is all about, what you just answered. It is about inspiring others, inspiring specifically our children, showing them what it is to be courageous, because if they see that from us, they're going to be doing that themselves. And I think that's what is so much trying to be taken from them through all of this nonsense that's going on in America. So how do you find the motivation, Marina, to be courageous? And also, how do you inspire others? And specifically, I want to know how you inspire children. Sure. You know, I think it all comes down to our actions and our the example that we set. So I try to be free at every turn. I've literally never worn a mask. I think twice to a dentist appointment and that's it. I truly can't breathe. So I do, it's not an option for me. And, you know, my little daughter goes around saying to people, you don't need to wear that mask if you don't want to. And of course, I never told her to say that. But every time I, my heart just shines because I'm so happy that she's picked that up somewhere along the line, that she can be an example and that she can tell others. And one of my inspirations, Noah, is the story of the midwives from the Bible. I think of it every day. These women who are in the time of Exodus and the people are enslaved in Egypt, and their job is simply bringing babies into the world. One day, Pharaoh tells them, don't bring them into the world. Instead, kill them. And they simply refuse. 
And it's an ordinary thing. All they do is they keep doing their job of bringing babies into the world and looking after the moms. And yet because they did it under the risk of their own life and defiance of their pharaoh, the government, it becomes an extraordinary story and an example that we share today. And in fact, a whole generation is saved. And a lot of your listeners will know that Moses comes from that generation of baby boys that they saved. So I think, you know, if they can stand up for what's right under those circumstances, certainly I can take much less risk myself and stand for freedom. And I know it will inspire others. We've all been in situations where one person takes off a mask, everyone looks around and they remove theirs too. Well, as we wrap up here, Marina, about 60 seconds left. I know you also have a book. We've talked about it quite often that teaches about all of this, things that are important to our children to know God, why they should know God so that they can be called and do the things he would have them do and that they can shine the light of Christ. Tell us a little bit more about your amazing book. Yeah, Women in the Bible, small group Bible study, we look at eight incredible stories of women who did ordinary things in the Bible and have a lesson for us today as we navigate these challenges and we try to stand for freedom. And really importantly, that we can learn these stories to pass it on to our sons and daughters so they know God's potential for them and God's call on their life. And they can find the book on Amazon. I know you'll put it in your show notes or they can learn a bit more about me and watch the free video series on my website, womeninthebible.info. Go to womeninthebible.info. Thank you, Dr. Marina Hoffman, for coming on the show. And I know we can end the show with this, that it is all about getting our lives back in America the way they were before all of this nonsense began. Because I know you agree with me, I refuse to accept a new normal. I want the normal that was given to us through Christ and to live in the freest nation on God's green earth. Yes, Christ came to give us life and life abundant. And let's hope every day we can move a little bit more toward the full abundant life Christ has for us. Amen, Marina. Thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you. Noah here on Across the County. Go to womeninthebible.info. Find out about her book, Women in the Bible, Small Group Bible Study. That was Dr. Marina Hoffman. And we talked about American Unrest 3 and also why it is so important to stand up for the kids and be courageous in today's times.